0: in the same way that a playbook provides a coach the ability to call plays during game time to strategically defeat their opponent. I hope to bring you guys options to install in your own playbook for life so that when game time approaches, you too have an array of strategies and options to call on to defeat doubt and create a life defined by passion. Welcome to Passion Playbook Podcast. I am your host, Warren G. And here, I'll be having conversations with individuals who have found success engineering a life molded by their passion and how they developed and used their own unique processes to do so. On this episode of Passion Playbook Podcast, I'll be having a conversation with business growth strategist and CEO of Sharpshooters Global, Daryl D. Frater, as he opens up about being an entrepreneur and how much of an impact that mentorship and becoming a leader had on his journey of chasing his passion. Join me now on Passion Playbook Podcast, Hello, everyone. Welcome to Passion Playbook Podcast. I'm your host, Warren G. And today we have the absolute pleasure of having CEO of Sharpshooters Global, Daryl DeFrader, on with us. How are you today, Daryl? I'm good, brother. How are you today? I'm doing well, man. I'm doing very well. Extremely grateful to have you on the show today, man. Really excited to learn from you.
1: Appreciate it, man. Thanks for having me.
0: No problem, man. So um, if you don't mind kind of just opening up a little bit about your background and a little bit more about who you are, maybe some of your current projects
1: sure. So, like you said, my name is Daryl uh CEO, founder of Sharpshooters Global, startup advisory. Uh, pretty much, I advise early stage startups. Um, I help them create business models at scale, and I am a growth expert. So I help them come up with growth strategies and help them, you know, develop a path to profitability within their business.
0: Wow, man, that's that's pretty big time. So, in terms of you know just what you do and what you've done thus far, you know uh, how have you been able to use that in terms of uh, providing value back to your to your to the to the people that you're trying to add value to?
1: Yeah, so pretty much um, when I get a new client, I just really listen to their story, listen to you know why they started the company, listen to their pain points and the current things that they're having the issues and within their company and I really, um, I'm in there just to listen as much as possible hmm. and use my skills in problem solving to come up with unique ways that they could change some things in their business or to add on things in their business that's gonna create a um, sustainable business model that can lead to profitability
0: for the long term. Dang man, okay wow, that's that's good stuff man. So just kind of going down the the path of, of passions cause you know the, the podcast is called Playbook, uh, passion playbook. So kind of just going down that path, man, if you don't mind kind of just telling us about, you know, um, I know that I've had the opportunity to have a couple conversations with you in regards to uh, some of the things that you're up to. Um, And I know that, you know, you work with your dad in terms of what that's one of the startups that you are not startups or one of the companies that you are helping grow currently. Um, I know that that's something that you're very passionate about as well. Um, If you can kind of just talk to us a little bit more about some of the things that you're passionate about and some of the things that you may be working on currently that you're more passionate about.
1: Yeah, definitely. Uh, like you said, I work with my family business. Uh, my father is a general contractor. Uh, he's been doing his general contracting business for over 25 plus years. Um, and I am um, going to scale his business um, from a general contracting business to a one-stop shop home rehabilitation business. Yeah. We're pretty much going to buy um, homes that are abandoned and run down in urban cities at low negotiated prices. We're going to rehabilitate them. Um, all within his company. Um, And then we're gonna be able to redistribute the homes back to the community um, through uh, equity crowdfunding, crowd raising funding vehicle. And it's gonna be able to um, increase the value of the city and uh, play a huge role in my mission to close the racial wealth gap that exists in this country. It's gonna happen city by city.
0: Man, that is big time. And so, just going down the path of your mission, man, and that's a that's a pretty big mission there. How do you plan on accomplishing that? What are you? What is your? What are your steps in your mind that are to accomplishing your mission? For me, I believe entrepreneurship is the key
1: to solving all problems that exist in this world. So, pretty much uh, through empowering others um, with entrepreneurship, through mentorship, through opportunity, through education, I'm going to be able to help individuals build wealth and sustain wealth for their families and for the long term
0: of the communities and societies that I serve. Wow, man. That's, that's seriously big time. So kind of just going down that path of entrepreneurship, you kind of opened up a little bit about that and you mentioned that. So uh, what kind of impact has the, has the journey of entrepreneurship kind of played on your life um, in, in terms of, you know, continuing down this road and what has kind of fueled you to, continue, to keep going down this path? I would say my
1: father's influence, He uh, he's always been an entrepreneur, um, he he only worked for someone else six months ever in his life, that was right when he came from wow. Jamaica to America for six months, he worked at someone else's cabinet shop, and then he uh, went off and started his own, and then after that he got into general contracting and, and learned every aspect of, of construction on his own, he's very skilled, and just watching him on his entrepreneur journey growing up, then becoming a business partner about three years ago when I really uh, dove deep into working with him a lot with his business, I really just got the entrepreneur bug. And I have been very passionate about entrepreneurship, and I really think that it's a a unique thing that just feels amazing
0: when you have that spirit. Hmm. And if you follow through with that spirit, amazing things can happen. Man, I I agree with that 100%. Um, So and just kind of continuing down that path. I know that this is something that you are rather passionate about in terms of entrepreneurship. Um, And I know that in terms of, you know, the outside looking in, people can kind of have a perception that uh, they they can look at your journey and they can see where you started and where you are now. And they'll think that it's a very linear path. And I know that me, myself being somewhat of an entrepreneur as well, you know, that's not always true. Can you kind of talk to us about some of the obstacles that you kind of faced during that time and, you know, going down this journey? Um, and kind of how you overcame those obstacles. For me, I, I, I would say that the biggest obstacle is just getting that mindset to understand that obstacles
1: are simply a part of the process. Once I got that down pat, anything mm. that normal people would consider an obstacle, I see as an opportunity to wow. reach my goals. So now, it's like when things happen that are quote unquote negative, you know, I, I see it as just a part of the journey, and that means I'm I'm getting somewhere because. I'm getting these failures out the way, and I'm learning from each failure, each attempt, and I'm getting closer to my goals.
0: Yeah. So just in terms of, you know, you mentioned, you know, failing, and I, I call it failing forward. Uh, in terms of failing forward, how have you kind of taken your failures and, and, and gone back and reassessed them to kind of continue to make sure that you move forward?
1: Pretty much I, I iterate off of my failures. So if I do something and doesn't turn out perfectly or doesn't turn out right, I make some adjustments and see what ways I can improve it. And if you make small iterations, time and time again, over and over, you will have a much more successful way of reaching success, as opposed to just trying to get it right on the first try. So I, I lean into the failures and I iterate and I keep on uh, making improvements on the things that I'm doing until that failure becomes a win.
0: Man. so. You, you mentioned about kind of embracing the failure and going through that, going through that, and, and making iterations to the things that you've kind of learned it along the way. How do you make sure that you embrace failure? What's what's kind of your your process in that?
1: Talk about the mindset, man. Wonderful. You really just have to have that mindset yep. and the perspective to understand that failure is not a negative thing. Failure is a stepping stone that get you to success. And it's needed, you cannot get to success without failures. It can be minor or it can be major failures, but I'm telling you, no one has ever made it through life, has been successful without having those failures. you got to have perspective to understand that in every failure, there's some good that
0: you can see out of it that's going to help you get to the next stage in your life. Man, 100%. Um, so kind of changing gears a little bit, man, uh, I had the pleasure of, of, of attending one of your um, online forums and, and it was on mentorship and i kind of really want to hit this because you, you you gave a lot of nuggets in that in that forum man that i really would like for you to kind of if you don't mind drop here a little bit on the podcast today um can you kind of talk about mentorship and, and what it meant for you during this journey of entrepreneurship and, and how you used mentorship to kind of get you to where you are currently yeah no, thank you that i'm glad that you were
1: on the call and on the event. Um, it was a great thing that we had uh, on yeah, Martin King Junior Day. Yeah, um, it was the uh, U.S. Donna Business Summit, The Power of Mentorship, and we talked about how mentorship plays a strong and huge role in um, building wealth and building being successful. Um, specifically, I spoke about how mentorship comes in different forms. Um, it could be the traditional one-on-one mentorship where someone only you know a person, is um, your mentor, or you're the mentee. You um, guys meet on a regular basis, or who have you? It could be a virtual mentorship where someone um, you're on the phone with them. They're calling through Skype or Zoom or through some online medium. And then you have the other forms of mentorship that people don't see as mentorship, but I see as mentorship because I've extracted so much value out of it. Yep. And it's the mentorship of people that are putting out content on the internet. Um, so those people that are writing books, that are putting out podcasts, like yourself, people that are putting out information on a regular basis to give people the knowledge that they need to succeed and follow their dreams and fulfill their goals. Um, Those are people that are mentored as well. And it's actually a much more convenient mentorship because it's passive. You get to utilize it whenever you want it, and you can go back and utilize it again without having to rely on memory. Mm. It's always available for you 24-7. And that's the beauty of the Internet has opened the doors for... The opportunity to be mentored and to obtain knowledge and information so freely and so easily. Yep. Um, it, it makes mentorship so much easier. And um, there's people that I, you know, learn so much through their content that you know I, they, we haven't met ever, but I consider them mentor. Yep. There's probably people that, in my content, that I never had a conversation with, but they consider me a mentor. And uh, I think it's very important to understand the different forms that mentorship can come in and utilize all forms. Um, in the best way you can to help you fulfill your dreams because mentorship is a, is a gateway to, to reach a success. It's a quicker way to get there because the people that are mentoring you are pretty much giving you their failures. Hmm. You don't have to go through them yourself wow. because they already went through them. So instead of you going through the failure, they're just telling you or giving you insight on the failures that they had and the way that they did things. So that way you have pretty much a shortcut to get there
0: faster. And you go over some of those hurdles a little bit easier. One hundred percent. Now, in terms of because you you mentioned this and this is something that for me has been very key in my life as well in terms of mentorship. You mentioned that you know it gives you the ability to be able to expedite processes really, um, to be able to to see things that are already completed that you yourself want to complete and then kind of just taking that path or the wisdom provided and then you know filtering it to yourself. Now, can you kind of go about the process if you don't mind of how you kind of leverage some of the knowledge and wisdom that you've been given to to work in your favor or your advantage?
1: I can't reveal all my secrets, man.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no I don't. Um,
1: for, for me, uh, the, the biggest jump in uh, my knowledge base and just me as a critical thinker has been uh, me binge listening to hundreds of episodes of podcasts. Uh, the first podcast I listened to that I got really into the podcasting space. Uh, was called Entrepreneurs on Fire by John Lee Dumas, mm. and I listened to at least like 600 of his episodes, wow. and then that season passed, and I stopped listening to his, then I started listening to Gary Vee, and I listened to like 500 episodes of Gary Vee, and then most recently that season just kind of passed too, because now I'm very heavy in the uh, tech startup space, so now I listen to uh, this podcast called This Week in Startup uh, by Jason Calacanis, and I listen to that so often. Like I hear, it, I probably listen to like 400 episodes yeah. already. And it, it, like, I, I am really polished on listening to as many podcasts and consuming as much great content that's relevant to what you want to do in life. And taking the information you get from that and connecting all the dots, because you will be able to problem solve and come up with solutions once you have more resources or more tools in your toolbox to be able to problem solve and come up with solutions.
0: One hundred percent. So kind of going down the path of of, of listening to all these podcasts and taking in all this information, I know that one thing for me in my journey of kind of entrepreneurism is uh, that, you know, understanding when to take on that information and when to, you know, uh, absorb it and then when to begin applying it. At what point would you say to individuals uh, listening that, you know, you got to start taking the stuff that you're listening to and, and begin like applying these processes to your life so that you can see the results of it?
1: Podcasting for me works the best because I'm already implementing mm. and then I already have problems I'm looking to solve and then I will hear an idea on the podcast And i like, oh, I'm gonna use that. Mm. Yep, I'm gonna fill that. Yep, this is what I needed. This is the perfect time that I heard this. This is exactly what I'm gonna do for this client and I already have the things that I'm putting into place and those podcast episodes give me ideas to iterate and try new things. So you're supposed to be implementing already And then this podcasting and the content and the information and the book are going to be able to provide you a solution for your immediate problems and problems you might have in the future. And if you just keep on listening, keep on learning, you'll be able to problem solve and get those answers to the problems that you're looking to solve.
0: Yep. man, I couldn't agree more even just with, you know, your process, because honestly, that was one of the things that I personally struggled with was, you know, taking in a lot of information um, but not actually applying that information and, and, and beginning to understand that at what point you need to start to take that information and apply it and to begin you know using that stuff so that you can get yourself from where you are to where you're trying to go um, so if you don't mind kind of going back into I know we kind of switching gears here again but uh, going back to you know a little bit more about your passions and you know some of the things that you were doing in terms of entrepreneurism Um when you began to go down that path or down that journey um, and beginning to understand, you know, your passions and what you were most passionate about and what you want to put your time into, um, at what point would you say that you began to come to the realization that this is what you're passionate about?
1: I would say in high school. Um, I, in high school, I joined a group called the Trinity Leadership Corp, and pretty much it was a group of um, two. Um, individuals uh, that, that, that started this organization to help youth in the greater Trent area develop leadership skills and to have a voice in the community. Uh, Peter Hoyle and Alexander uh, Zaris, like two, outside of my parents, they're my two first uh, mentors that I consider and credit to a lot of my leadership skills. And um, through that program, um, even though I was a, a student in the program, I acted as a leader and I worked side by side with them to add value to the other students in the program and to the people that came after me. And it was something that really sparked my um, outside of home leadership skills. And I was able to uh, use that experience to start my own nonprofit organization when I got into college and then to use that same um, experience and knowledge to start my companies now.
0: Mm. So, in terms of the the leadership that experience that you gained from being in that in that in that a part of that group, um, how would you say that you've begun or you were able to use that or leverage that into what you do currently?
1: For one, it gave me the confidence to start being a leader. It gave me the hey, you are a leader and you can do it. You don't have to wait for permission. Hmm. So after that started kind of like a snowball effect where okay now I'm a leader and I go and lead and then it's because I previously been a leader I could speak about my leadership experience to other people and they trust me as a leader and now I got more experience about leadership under my belt and now it's just I'm the default leader in most scenarios that I that I get into and with that it just kind of builds on my resume of leadership and it's kind of like an expected role for me now and um, it's just something that uh, once you get it started, you have the different tools and the experiences that you can speak on that qualifies you even more as a leader.
0: Hmm. Now, in entrepreneurship, I know that this is something that, you know, I'm sure you understand very well. I know that leadership is something that is very much important within entrepreneurship. Um, how you, How would you say that how important it has been for you in your journey in terms of entrepreneurship? Personally. Leadership is extremely important um, because as an entrepreneur, it's physically impossible to do everything
1: by yourself. You have to be able to inspire and motivate a team. Um, and if you can't get people to follow you, you won't be able to succeed as an entrepreneur. Um, you have to have people that you know have skills that you aren't the best at, people that are going to supplement the things that you can't do yourself uh, because you're only one person and you won't be able to do it all. Um, for me, the first uh, experience that I noticed that while I still have to work on my leadership skills um, was with my nonprofit organization that I started in college. Um, I, there was a, a time we opened a new program because with the nonprofit that we started, it was called the Urban Students Bridge to Success. And on a regular basis, me and about 15 college uh, mentors went to the city of Trenton um, to two schools and we mentored students on a weekly basis. Um, it was primarily uh, male students, and we decided to open a girls' program. And with that program, um, it was going great. And um, in the beginning, I had a very strong presence in the group where I began to micromanage the activities of my female mentors um, and in the program that you know we set them up to, to lead. And um, I was getting feedback that I needed to back off. I needed to kind of give them some space so they can you know, run their own program. Mm. And um, through that, I, I backed off, and I let them do their thing. And I failed to have that balance of being able to be involved and being able to get them to space uh, where because I backed out too much, there were things that weren't going right, and the program actually failed. The, all the girls, we had about 37 girls in the program, and they decided to quit. And decide to leave the program that we started. We're running for about four months, and um, I lost some of the um, donation money that that I, I got. You know, I got donations to get some uniforms, and now we have thirty-seven uniforms and no girls to wear them. And um, it was the point where you know, because of my lack of want communication skills and my lack of leadership, and being able to trust my team, mm. um, I, I, I had a failure under my belt. But it was a needed failure because it's something that I've learned, and I now understand that balance of being able to trust your team and give people the space to lead, but don't be afraid to be observant and supervise in some sense, because you got to make sure that you're there to support and be there for help and
0: guidance, um, but not be there to be a boss and tell people what to do. Man, and that and that is so important, especially in in the world of entrepreneurship is being able to learn and understand that balance between delegating tasks and, and being involved. and in, 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 Because you, you can't be too much of a micromanager because then you know, you'll know you run people away, but in, at the same time, you can't give people complete free reign over your own vision. You have to be able to have some type of um, direction in terms of, because you are the vision typically within that type of space. Um, and so you have to do be able to provide some type of direction. So I know that that can be a balance, but that's amazing that you were able to not only find the balance um, And and not in that particular situation, but I know going forward, um, but also to be able to understand and learn from that experience. So kind of getting to the end of it here, Daryl, man, I I just got a couple couple wrap up questions for you, man. I'm super happy that you were able to come on and provide us with so many just like nuggets of wisdom, man. Uh, But just a couple last questions for you, man. Um, So if you could go back in time five years and give yourself 30 seconds of advice in terms of your current passions, what would you say to yourself and why?
1: Um, actually, hard. at first I was gonna say become an entrepreneur now, don't wait. Um, but
0: I, I really think that my experience um, with working
1: at companies where there's already established culture and things that I learned from employers is actually very valuable in terms of learning how to be an entrepreneur and being a leader and leading other employees and leading other people. So um, I would just tell myself maybe to start investing early. Um, okay. And that's it. You know, I, I wish I had just started to do more investing early. And um, I think that would have been very helpful for me, but I'm really happy with my life. I'm really happy with how everything has, um, you know, you know, happened in my life so far. 100%. it's really hard for me to say I want to change something because <laughs> then, a slight, a slight you know, yep. conversation might change who I am today. So I'm always afraid
0: of that. So <laughs> that true. <question. laughs> no, I completely understand that, man. So, and then just the last question for you, man. So for any individual out there that may be in need of a little bit of guidance as they kind of chase their own passions, what piece of advice would you give to them? Expose yourself to something new
1: every single day. If you are out there and you're, Doing new things, learning new things, exposing yourself to new people, meeting, you know, people that are not like you, diversifying the people that you interact with, diversifying the knowledge, the content that you're receiving, you're going to be able to have more dots that you can connect and figure out how to proceed in your goals in life. Um, So, expose yourself to something new every single day. And the more things you expose yourself to, the more. Um, opportunities you have to uh, connect those dots and make sense out of all the things that are happening um, in the world and the knowledge that you have obtained throughout your life, um, and that's have been very um, great for me um, because I really believe that connecting those dots and uh, being able to problem solve through obtaining diverse uh, pieces of information is really going to make you well rounded and 100%. able to come up with solutions to the most you know crazy problems that you know, most people would be afraid to solve. But, you know, especially yep. if you're an entrepreneur, you have the, the boldness to attack the issues that people are afraid to address. Um, so I would, you know, highly recommend just expose yourself to new to things as often as possible. And uh, you will see um, great value out of that.
0: Man, thank you so much for that last nugget, man. And I really appreciate, again, for having you on the show man I'm, I'm extremely grateful to have you here and i'm really looking forward to have you back daryl thank you so much for your time and we definitely plan on having you back on the passion playbook podcast yeah man let me just say one more
1: thing before no problem we no problem Uh, um, sorry uh in two weeks february 16th i would
0: officially be a published author oh um, man i got asked to yeah man i got asked to write a chapter in a congratulations. book congratulations um
1: yeah, it's called a uh, magnetic entrepreneur, okay. a personality that attracts. And um, I wrote uh, a chapter in that book telling my story about, um, you know, magnetism and entrepreneurship, and how uh, having that, you know, mentor in your life that you know teaches you about magnetism and how to attract opportunities your way, um, really has been uh, something that affected me and, and, and has given me a lot of opportunities in life so uh look
0: out for that
1: book 100 percent. it's gonna be uh february 16th when it releases
0: okay and, and and if and in the meantime can you give people a little bit of more information about where they can connect with you or find more information on you
1: yeah all my social media links and such are on my website daryl uh you can you know reach out to me there or you can just shoot me an email at DarylDFrader at gmail.com. Um, find me on any social media
0: platform. I'm
1: usually DarylDFrader or DarylFrader at all of them.
0: Awesome, man. Thank you so much for your time, Daryl. And again, man, we really look forward to having you back on the Passion Playbook podcast, man.
1: Appreciate it, bro. Thanks for having me.
0: No problem. Thank you guys for tuning in to another episode of the Passion Playbook podcast. I'm so grateful to have had Daryl D. Freider on this episode with us, and I'm looking forward to sharing more amazing content from other passion-driven individuals like himself. If you want more information on how to connect with me or learn more about some of my other platforms, you can find all of that info and links in the comment section below. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Passion Playbook podcast, and I'm looking forward to having you guys back.